These are real comments and reviews left by customers, not facts. What we say should not influence your own opinions. Please take these reviews with a grain of salt. Also, sometimes we say bad words. Sorry, Mom. Hi, everybody. Um, so, real quick, this was supposed to be released on October 31st. However, um, I got really drunk and kind of passed out and needed to sleep for a day. So, I'm a little late getting this up, but it's still a great episode. So, yeah, enjoy. Next time, I'll be better. Sorry about it. Anyway, on to the episode. Okay. Well, um, so you got all your... Wait, are you listening to it? Listening to what? Your last call. No, it's probably still playing because it, it was playing whenever Houston called. So, I wonder if it just picked up where it left off. No, no, it restarted. You can hear it, Wyatt? I can hear it. Okay. Okay, it's gone now. Fucking ghosts. Uh, uh perfect for this episode. <laughs> okay, I hope this is, like, seamlessly recording. It says it is, but if I fuck this up, I'm going to be very mad maybe, at myself. Maybe pause it right now. Then play it back and see if it actually, like, picked up. No, 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 fuck it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if, if we have to re-record this because of you, Houston. Or, uh, <laughs> sorry, Houston. Sorry to threaten <laughs> you, Houston. God, uh, Wyatt. <laughs> no, Wyatt. Keep threatening him. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you with so much kindness that, I don't know, you'll fucking grow a goddamn hair on your head. No. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Anything but that. Um, okay, well, I guess we can get started then. Um, hello, you're listening to Trash, uh, where one rich person's crap is our comedy treasure. Um, and my name is Houston. And I am another host called Colin. I am Hackworth. Who also goes by Wyatt. Sometimes. And he's bald. (laughs) Yeah, I'm bald. My my first name is Wyatt, but these bastards don't really call me Wyatt. No, just the bald one. Lovely, lovely bastards. No, you know what? No, because, uh, yeah, BC either calls me a bald sack of shit or (laughs) Hackworth. He loves it. He loves it. Don't be fooled. And Houston... Like, very rarely he calls me Wyatt. He usually just speaks to me in, like, the second person or whatever it is. Just, like, hey, you. Hey. Or if, Slave. Or if Slave. Like, or if he's, like, in a Randy mood, he'll call me Dad. <laughs> oh, that is very, so very I'm, true. So I'm, hey, you, Daddy, Bald sack of shit or Hackworth. That's right. But if, if I call you daddy, I don't say daddy. I just say daddy. Daddy. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, this is our very, 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 very first real life episode. Um, we will probably reference another episode that we kind of thought would be our first one, but it kind of was a practice run it went to to poopy doo i said a lot of ums 
which is bad. Um, and Colin just straight I, up didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I was, I was also very ill prepared, but. Don't worry, guys. I'm pretty unprepared this time as well. So, if you don't uh, know, he did so. his research today. So, yeah. I did it like two hours before this, and I just copied and pasted. And I was like, please, I hope I hope something comes from this. <laughs> okay. Well, this is Trash, the podcast where none of us know what we're doing. So, hello. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot more accurate. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe that should be our tagline. <laughs> um, well, just to kind of like give a lowdown to all of you who are tuning in, um, this is basically going to be... Um, hi, Mom. Um, this is a podcast basically where we kind of look at some really overtly expensive and luxury products and hotels and vacation sites kind of like the whole gambit and we read the very snobby reviews that rich people leave on them um and we just have fun sometimes we drink and this is kind of just for us to have fun um and you're just hanging out with us so yeah okay what do you mean sometimes we drink i'm literally drinking as we speak. oh okay yeah i'm also having a few okay um by the way um Houston, you left your wine over here. Uh, the little bit that's left is now mine. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm at my mom's house, so if I drink anything, I will never be able to leave again because I'm sure in her eyes I'll forever be drunk. So um, it's okay. You're just a you're a sinner. Oh yes, dirty. Follower. You know what? Well, you know what? Jesus drank wine, so I should be able to drink wine too. So. You just need to get on those knees and repent for all those sins. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in the spirit of Halloween, and since this is going live on Halloween Day, um, we decided to kind of play around with the idea of doing haunted Airbnbs. <laughs> um, and. I will also be giving just a brief history over every topic. And this is a learning podcast and we're here to learn. Um, and I will say so this is your time to zone. out. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. skip ahead <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> um, but honestly, the history of Halloween is the shit. So this is really cool. And there's a lot of really cool stuff to learn. Um. So Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. And this year, Ooh. during the apocalypse, it's on Saturday. Um, hey, it's also a full moon. Oh, it doesn't get creepier than right. that. That's right. So not only is it absolutely perfect, um, we're all stuck inside. So hooray. Hey. Um, but just to give all you sad people out there some hope, Halloween will be on Sunday of 2021. So at least it'll still be on a weekend, which is nice. Better than a Monday, I'd say. Nah, this, hey, this year, this year's bullshit. <laughs> it's on a no, Saturday. It's on the not, best damn day. Yeah, it, it's the perfect storm. Next year, it's gonna suck because that's on that's on God's day, boy. Or, yeah, yeah. There's there's not gonna be any sinning on that day. <laughs> not that any of us are just for the listeners. Not that any of us are 
churchgoers. Mm, but yeah, we we live in the we live in the Bible Belt. Oh yes. If also another thing is that we live in Oklahoma. Hooray! And and if you are Where wondering, down the plane. um, we do live in teepees. So yes, we do live in those. Yes. But they are they are flush ass teepees, bro. They got like Wi Fi, mm-hmm. electricity. These teepees are mm-hmm. bitching. Absolutely, uh, and we do ride horses. We don't have cars. None of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's magic yeah. to us. In fact, I had to travel to Arkansas to figure out what a laptop was. Had no idea. I, I'm still not sure what it is, man. I- um, I think the first time too I ever met Hackworth, I think we had a share of peace pipe. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, and we rode in naked on like. Okay. Horses. Well, anyway. Well, I mean, going back to our history. Well, I did. I did. Okay, <laughs> BC. If you're gonna put me out, I did. <laughs> oh my god. I was I was in a thong, so it's basically oh, the my, same. I am not even kidding. Two cent. Not even. Yeah, two sentences. So we got to get going. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Sowin. The Celts who lived two thousand years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland. Uh, the United Kingdom and Northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st. So their new year was not December or January 1st. It was November 1st. Um, And this was partly due because um, this day marked the end of summer and the harvest. And it was the beginning of the dark, cold winter. So it was a time of year that was associated with human death because it's cold and people don't have space heaters. Um, So the Celts believe that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. So, yeah, the Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or the Celtic priests, their weathermen, um, to make predictions about the future. In a time when there was literally no iPhone 87 XYZ to tell them, you know, what was important or like the temperatures to expect. Um, They didn't you know, they didn't have a Clarissa explains it all um, to give them guidance. Um, These prophecies were very important to these people, and it was a kind of comfort to them for the long dog, like dark winter. And during. Yeah. So the Druids, who were just magic people, use this time of year to, I guess, hang out, talk with these other worldly spirits, chill, say, hey, do you know what's going to happen? And then they would relay that message to everybody else. You know, you know, as a. My general thought is these guys had to have been high as shit on something, right? Because any ancient culture that have communed with the other side or whatever, they've always smoked weed or peyote. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, they were like, oh, you, you're you sick? You know what? Just do cocaine about it. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so during the celebration of Sowen, the Celts wore... So this is where costumes comes into play. So the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins. So they put on animals' heads on their heads. Um, And they 
just did this as part of the celebration um, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. So they were also um, fortune tellers. What are those called? Um, oh, gosh. Fortune tellers? Yep, that's it. Yeah, I thought they were called something else. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so when the celebration was over, they re so they would also so other thing they would their culture basically on sewing. So everybody in their little houses has a fireplace going, but during sewing they would turn like they would take a piece of their fire. And put it all in one big fire. So it was like a communion of all of their fires from their hearth and made one giant fire that was like a. I don't like kind of like a sacred fire, I guess you could say. It was just it's like an orgy, but for fires. Um, It was Coachella. A big orgy fire. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Or there. no, it, it would more be like Burning Man. Yes, it? it's Burning Man. That's what it is. Yeah. Coachella, Burning Man, a mix of the two. Um, So then um, at the end of Sowin, they would extinguish the fires that they have in their homes and then use a piece of this fire from this big fire um, burning man that they did together, take a piece of that fire and bring it back. So they had a piece of this sacred, you know, bonfire to help protect them during the cold winter. Mm. So it had some kind of significance. It's very cute. I would be into that. Um, So I'm sure you would. It's just very like homely. I think, you know, Joanna Gaines would be very into this. I don't even know who that is. Oh, watch HGTV. They're on TV all the time. Or I don't think they're on TV anymore. Yeah. Just go to Target. They have a whole line at Target. Oh, God. No. <laughs> so by so by 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory. So this was going on for a long time. And then 43 AD came around. Roman Empire came conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years that they had ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals from Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. So this first was called um, Ferela. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Um, It was a day in late October when the Roman tradition... Uh, they traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. So this was kind of like their day of the dead, I, I would assume. Um, and then the second was a day to honor uh, Pamuna, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Um, and then the symbol of Pamuna, which is kind of interesting, is the apple. And the incorporation of the celebration into Sowen probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples. That is still used today. So that's where that come like that comes from is this ancient Roman incorporation into the celebration, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, And then so now we get into the sad part. So in the ninth, my favorite part. Yeah, this is the part (laughs) where you'll know what I'm talking about. The ninth century. The influence of Christianity. Wah, wah. (laughs) Yeah. The one that ruined it all. Uh, Had spread into Celtic lands. 
where it gradually blended with and, you know, supplemented older Celtic, you know, rituals. So they kind of like flushed it out in a way. <laughs> and then in 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the, you know, their dead. But this was a day, the All Saints Day, which I think is still a thing that happens, um, is a day where I believe it is Catholics and they um, celebrate um, like the, oh, like Mark, uh, Peter, uh, the, um, what are those people called? Apostles. Yes, yes, the apostles and the, and those people. So that's like uh, the day to celebrate them. Um, and so after Ooh. that, um, it's wildly, you know, believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the of the dead with a related church sanction holiday. So get out Ooh. with the creepy, get in with Jesus. Um, All Souls Day <laughs> was celebrated similarly to Sowen with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, you know, and even devils, which is shocking. Uh, the All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallowmas from the Middle English word All Hallowmes, meaning All Saints Day. And the night before it, the traditional night of Sowen in the Celtic religion. Um, and this was began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. As the Ooh. generations went on and we butchered the English language more and more. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I don't like that word. I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it easier. <laughs> it's Halloween now. Yeah, I think Southerners came into play here. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you're asking yourself, when did Halloween come to America? I know I'm. I well, I didn't. I mean, I guess I just because this. I mean, America was not even a thing. It was just the beautiful Native Americans living it up, partying and, you know, partying the it OG out. GTPs. Yeah. The OGTPs live in life and then everything else was going on at other places so yeah and then you know and then in the ninth century in a thousand ad they kind of christianity was like no more scary stuff we're not doing that anymore and kind of flushed it out so how did it get to america you know like how did that happen so the celebration of halloween was extremely limited in colonial new england because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Mm -hmm. So Halloween was much more common in Maryland um, and the Southern colonies, which are cool. Mm. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebration included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest neighbors would share like stories of the dead tell each other's fortunes dance and sing which in a way i feel like i mean you cannot you cannot purchase tarot cards i don't know anywhere in oklahoma do not know where you could get those do not know amazon 
Yeah, you would have to order it from <laughs> Amazon. So I want to know what kind of fortune telling was going on over here, because I'm telling you what the Bible says. No, ma'am, you cannot be doing that. <laughs> it's it's the PG fortune telling, you know, like the magic eight ball. Oh, you know what? I believe it. They had those, you know, Chinese fortune cookies. That's what that is. They open them up. That's what it was. <laughs> they open up their fortune cookies together. <laughs> so by the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivals were super common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of the Irish, remember Celtic Ireland, um, they were fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. So these are the people that came in, which were from other cooler cultures, came in. And they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, you ain't doing this right. And then showed them how to do it. God bless Ireland. So what about trigger treating? That's like one of the last few things that we didn't touch on. Uh, so, well, during the Celtic celebrations of Samhain, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away evil phantom visitors. Um, and they also set up banquet tables and prepared food, and they left them out on these tables basically to placate the unwelcome <laughs> spirit. So they like set this food up in another part of the festival to kind of scare away or lure away evil spirits. Hmm. Um, but I have one question. So if you're dressing up as scary things, how do you know you ain't scaring the good spirits away who are there to speak to the druids? You get what I'm saying? Come on, Houston. They didn't have science back then. Oh, that (laughs) silly me. Obviously, the answer would be that the good spirits were in the loop. You know, they they Mm. knew what was going on. Oh, they got the email. That's right. They were. (laughs) They got the email. (laughs) They saw the works notice posters up around the office and they were like, oh, okay, I get it. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. So it's going to be that night. Oh, all right. I get it. Okay. Don't go to the table of food left out randomly. No, I no, get it. Yeah, yeah. Just stay away. Oldest trick table. in the book. Do regular spirit things. <laughs> so in later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts and demons and other malevolent, malevolent creatures, performing oh. antics in exchange for food and drink. And this custom is known as mumming. Um, and this dates back to the Middle Ages and is thought to be an antecedent of trick-or-treating. So people with, you know, so Celtic people did this. It kind of gets passed on, kind of buffers out. And then in the Middle Ages, people are doing this again, but they're doing it as a way as as a kind of like, hey, give me food or money and I'll perform for you or go play a tr- like a funny prank on somebody in a way. And these people would be... So it's like, it's it was socially acceptable robbing, is what it was. Yeah, well, I would think of it as like, um, like street performers, in a way. And they're out there, goofing off, probably drunk as hell, mm. and accepting money and food, you know, to either 
go trick somebody or to perform something. Um, So fast forward a few hundred years and travel back to the early days of America. People began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food and money. Um, A practice that eventually became today's trick or treat tradition. And in the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about trick-or-treating. So ghosts and witchcraft and all of, you know, this other stuff was kind of pushed out. Like the city... Just put on the back burner. Well, basically, I think what it was is that religion was coming back into play, you know, and they were saying, like, you know, this is bad, this is bad influence... Um. So the sticklers finally came yeah, out. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> "You need to stop doing that. Don't do. This is a family holiday. You need to spend time with your family." So mm. what ended up happening is people stopped really dressing up and as scary things, and trick or like there was no more trick or treating. And basically, what what it became was kind of like a neighborly get-together community party where there's, like, food and games. Um, you see, that that sounds interesting to me because that's not what it is now. No. Like, there's there's no, like, communal... any The, the only communal expectation is that a kid's going to walk up to your door and you're going to give him candy. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and that stopped. I don't know, like the town officials has basically told the parents of this of the towns like this isn't safe. This is immoral. Your child is mm-hmm. dressing up as a as an undead spirit. Um, they shouldn't be out here. They need to be, you know, at home with the family kind of thing. So, yeah, that's not even the, the case. We just got a bunch of little panhandlers going. Sweets <laughs> at them. Yeah. Um, And so it wasn't until, you know, very, very later. So this was going on in the 1800s. And then by the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community centered holiday. So secular meaning it's no longer about religion. It's not, you know, God centered. So they took out the religious part of it and just made it like a community kind of like Thanksgiving in a way where there's not really a whole lot of religion involved. It's just coming together to see each other kind of thing. Um, and I freaking love Thanksgiving. Girl, like I know same. this is about Halloween, but God damn it. A holiday that revolves around stuffing my fat ass. <laughs> and right, right. So um, it became a community-centered holiday with parades and town-wide Halloween parties as the featured entertainment. So basically, this sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. So they just had town-wide parties that you could kind of party hop to. Like, there's one party going over Mm. here, then you can go to another party over there. Granted, there's not really costumes involved, but it sounds pretty dope. Um, Yeah. So, but despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities. 
Yeah. It's because they had to find some way of having fun after you sucked all the pagan <laughs> symbols out of it. I just imagine that it's a lot of like, yeah, pent up children that want to do more, but can't do anything more than just play a card game kind of thing. Yeah. Like this, this holiday used to be awesome. And then now it's, yeah. it's all about barbecues and seeing the, you know, Schmingmans. Yeah, the Schmingmans. Let's go burn down Becky's house, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's go crash that barbecue, bro. In in all fairness, uh, the other day I was trying to talk Hackworth into uh, egging a few houses with me with his son. BC. But he respectfully declined. BC, Can you believe this? I'm 28. In the spirit I, of Halloween. I'm almost 30 years old. I am past the... The, the little hijinks of your adolescent mind, okay? And I'm not dragging you, my son you, to do it. <laughs> you have allowed them to convince you, Hackworth, that you're old. I am old. I'm old as fuck. Yeah, he's the old you, one of the podcast. Uh, he's lost. He's the adult. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> Also, listeners, his son is like three. So, yeah. this. <laughs> what the fuck? My son is Oliver's like six or something. Yeah, he'll be six in January. You oh. Well, he looks very young for his age, so good on him. <laughs> All right, let's direct the attention away from my child now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So during this time, the 1920s and 30s, and all of this, you know, vandalism. Um, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism by transforming Halloween into a holiday directed mainly at the young. And, you know, due to the numbers, to the high numbers of young children during the 50s, the baby boom, parties, parties moved from town civic centers into the classrooms and then into the home you know, and basically so they could be more easily accommodated and managed. So this went from like huge community center parties to then just kind of like classroom parties, then into it's just at home to kind of try to help manage the number of people and kind of oversee what's going on. Mm. And then by the 1950s, you know, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was revived. And then trick-or-treating yeah. was... It was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration, you know, but less kind of like... Less expensive and being able to kind of watch what's going on. So, in theory, families could prevent tricks being played on them, by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. And thus, a new American tradition was born. So the tradition is basically being like, we're okay with thugs. No, the tradition is, is we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, don't you. vandalize my with home. Candy. Here's some candy. <laughs> so we're like promoting anarchists. We're promoting thugs. To be like, oh, please. Yeah, we're, we're promoting house. a mob yeah, mentality. Yeah. I give you candy, you yeah, protect USA. my home. <laughs> so today, Americans spend an. Okay, this is bananas, y'all. Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween. 
making it the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. So I didn't know this, but I guess it makes sense. So it's Christmas, then Halloween. Hmm. That's like top two. Well, honestly, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, same Z. I don't know. I guess I just, for some reason, I imagined, I did kind of think that Thanksgiving was. Maybe the 4th of July. Oh, I would 4th think of maybe, July, yeah. Maybe. That um, might. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but it could explain why Walmart and other companies put out Christmas decorations like immediately into September. Uh, I fucking hate that. <laughs> I freaking work at Lowe's and like the first day of September, there's already Christmas stuff up. And it was yeah. like, what the fuck, man? It's because people buy that shit up. People are fucking obsessed. Everyone needs to take a chill pill. <laughs> save, save your money. Invest it in something. Yep, give me Instead that Christmas six, tree. Get, invest in our podcast. Put, yeah. put that yeah, yeah, six yeah. billion dollars into our podcast. <laughs> uh, subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> Clearly, you have it, America. If you're spending six billion on candy, on candy. Oh my god. Well, yeah. that ends my segment. I hope you learned a little bit. Okay, perfect, because I need to pee, my friends. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm going to go pee. <laughs> well, then. We can just cue the, like, um, what is that? I, I want to review. What is that? Um, Jeopardy. Are you recording while you're peeing? Oh, I brought my phone in. Oh, the, his microphone. Oh, my Ew, God. Okay. Right, you guys okay. hear me pee? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sick, yeah. sick furry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back. Yay, great. Didn't even wash your hands. Just so you know, listeners, I cut it out, but uh, we had to be forced to listen to him pee, so. I made sure that everyone heard me pee. But it was entertaining. It was like a bonding no, experience. No, it wasn't. I feel... I what? Feel, not really. What? <laughs> Come on. I, I feel touched <laughs> in the wrong way, kind of. Mm, no. Well, if if it were Hackworth that were, that were peeing... Nope, nope, no, 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 no. Still no. It would still be a hard no. <laughs> okay, Wyatt, go. Bring us into what this podcast is about. Well, that wasn't much of a setup, like, goddamn. But, um, okay, well, I guess that I will start my information slash whatever. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Anyway, uh, the, the location that I chose is called the Ancient Ram Inn. Oh, Ram. And it is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a word. I, I know that one. <laughs> I think I know what he meant by that. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he likes did. He likes Rams. Uh-huh. God. Or computers. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, it's a... It's located in Watton Under Edge, a market town within the Stroud District of Gloucestershire, England. Ooh. What is up with these weird-ass names? Yeah, here? Europe had a lot but of fun. A, Given their city's names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Stratford Wildenshire. How about that? <laughs> yeah. 
But it was built in 1145. Wow. Let that sink in. That's an old ass building. 1145. Shit. I wasn't born yet. Wyatt, you weren't you weren't you born sure? yet. What? Oh my god, that is saying no, something. No. I I was definitely nah, I was definitely. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm old as shit. He's he's probably bald <laughs> then too. I was. I lost my hair at a very very early age. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the uh, the site was also home to a multi millennia. I repeat, a multi millennia pagan burial ground what so yeah Mm -hmm. not just like one or two generations like freaking every pagan person that died up to that freaking point was buried in that it was the dumping ground yeah (laughs) yeah and uh i wonder how the fertilizer is that soil is rich (laughs) in vitamins (laughs) you probably grow anything there (laughs) those tomatoes uh, are ripe (laughs) <laughs> I didn't find any extensive information, so maybe this part is just speculation, but that the the site, the burial ground, actually like traces back to Stonehenge. <gasps> no, wait, so is Stonehenge like close to there or something? I don't know. I don't <laughs> fucking live in England, are you kidding? Oh yeah. That Google search was. He been learned really just hard. enough to give his segment. That's, That's all right. Did. Okay, and this is just setting up my segment. This isn't even what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but uh, it was constructed as a home for slaves, masons, and other people of that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like for that were poor people. Well, they, well, it, it was specific. They were building a nearby Saint Mary's Church. So. It was during the construction of a church that place was built as like a lodge for the workers. Oh wow! Such. So is it? Does it look yeah. big? Was it big? Did multiple multiple people live there? Well, I mean, as many as it could fit. It, it doesn't look too big. I'm I don't have like the actual square footage, but it's not like multi-story. Oh, I see. Why it just looks like it just looks like a little kind of rinky-dink little place. It looks old as shit. Well, it is from the 1100s, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but fast forward to the late 1960s, some dude... Wow, that is a 900-year-old fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> some, some dude, uh, John Humphreys, bought the inn, and on his first night, uh, he claimed there was a demonic force grab him by the arm and dragged him out of his bed and across his room. Damn. Yeah. So his first night was pretty eventful. <laughs> they were like, I don't want to be your bunk mate. Get out of my bed. Get, get, get out of here, John. <laughs> this is my room. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, since then he's found evidence I say since then he has found. He's dead now. Oh, but uh, okay. He oh. found evidence uh, on the site of ritual sacrifices and devil worship. Oh, devil worship! Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So some some dark dark shit got down there, and also uh, skeletal remains of children that he believed were stabbed with daggers. <gasps> like, how could he? Know, how could he know oh that? God, but, uh, I mean this. 
The the children skeletons is creepy yeah, enough. That was birth control that, back then. <laughs> take little Timmy out to the the inn and get rid of him. We can't afford him. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, many entities are said to haunt the building, including a witch that was burned at the stake in the 1500s. Oh my God! Or just a woman who knew how to read. <laughs> Or, or the like the magic like you know finger illusion where it looks like you're pulling your finger. <laughs> she did it, like, and, and they flip their shit. Wrong crowd there, Rebecca. Oh, Wrong God. crowd. Jesus. Yeah, she's probably she was probably just like, hey guys, what if we tried to do something like this? <laughs> Whoa, did she just have an idea? Wait. No. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, guys, this place is apparently crazy. It, it's got a witch, a history of ritual sacrifice, and exorcisms. Apparently, oh, the whole gambit. Alleged, <laughs> the whole gambit, and it, it gets it gets better. Uh, allegedly, even a Roman centurion is seen riding on horseback. A Roman. <laughs> A Roman century. Like a rando gold. I just imagine like literal Hercules just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just riding horse. He's like, sup, y'all. We have like drowned children and then a golden Roman. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there is a definite hierarchy class going on here. <laughs> and last but not least, the room that Humphreys chose to stay as his sleeping quarters you know the one where he is dragged out of his bed and across the room mm-hmm. and whatnot uh is also said to be haunted by both an incubus <gasps> and a succubus oh which are both an incubus and a succubus are both genders of like a rapey sex spirit no yeah yeah succubus so is the female is- and incubus is the f- is so is he basically saying that he was raped in that room as well? I don't know. I mean, I didn't find anything, but I mean, at least you'll be getting laid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Plus, no, no STDs or pregnancies for yeah. the spirits. Oh my right. god! Who needs oh, birth control yeah. when I'm, you're having sex? With I know the where dead. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That, that's it for the history segment of it. And apparently, uh, the inn organizes Halloween ghost hunting events. With and rape spirits hanging around? What the? Hey, hey, we were, just, <laughs> we were just excited about the rape spirits. Why are you talking down on it? Well, well, I guess now in my mind, I'm like, there's going to be children there running a risk. You know, it's well, one thing. It's one thing if we call up and we're like, can we, like, come investigate, like, the succubus? <laughs> you know, that's one well, thing. <laughs> I don't think there would be many children there. Or at least I... I'll just get to the price of one of these said tours, even though it was later on in my segment. But per person, uh, per ticket in U.S. dollars, it is $97.40 per person for one of these tours. Oh, wow. Mmm. Yeah. Now, granted, that's like an all-night thing of a guided tour and apparently activities. I couldn't find anything on the site that I look for the actual activities, but from what I hear, here's one of my, my reviews says the whole night was well organized and activities were led perfectly. Hosts were professional and easygoing. So 
apparently they lead you through the the grounds probably give you a rundown of the history i would assume but i mean why would you need that whenever you got it from my sultry but yeah and apparently there are little little activities you can do i have no idea i've never been ghost hunting i mean hey maybe we should go do i would totally be down with that now yeah because i i do believe in ghosts sort of kind of just because i would like to believe in them because there is science there they're embodiments of energy and anyone that knows anything about physics um it's that everything everything is made up of energy and energy can't be destroyed it's only transformed. oh my god we are like so, having like, a science lesson right now <laughs> so who like who's to say that there isn't some sort of residual energy that could act in some way that we perceive as ghosts like a true yeah yeah i don't know i really don't it's a weird because like you're like there's so many different things that were taught that like you know when you die you go somewhere you don't necessarily stay around well that that circles back to our uh our our previous assessment that christianity has bled into everything like back before christianity said no no once you die you go to hell and all this other stuff there were all kinds of other pagan Mm -hmm. beliefs you know the norse had valhalla and you know yeah but there was always always like a destination with like everything um like buddhists we believe that uh you come back reincarnated yeah, but that's not really a change in location. It's just a change in mm. form. Like, you don't go somewhere. You come back to this shitty-ass world, but instead you're a gopher. <laughs> My like I'd come back somehow as a rock. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, I, I may be completely wrong on this. You know, listeners don't take what I'm saying right now as truth, but I feel like I heard or read somewhere that in that Buddhist belief, or maybe it's the Hindu, whoever believes that this specific brand of reincarnation, you come back as something lesser every time. So it's not like you would come back as, it's unlikely that you would come back as another person. It would be, like I said, like a gopher, or maybe, like, I wouldn't say a rock because that's non-sentient. Okay, so, well, and the movie what if, Pocahontas, what if we're already... she says that everything has a life in a spirit and a name. So, Pocahontas. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks, Disney. Have you ever heard the Oh my god, don't sing it because we will get sued. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not our song. In fact, in you know, we'll, we'll probably get this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know what? We do have a song originally made. On our oh yeah, it's our first exclusive, Ooh. but we'll cover that later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We'll we'll get back to that. But uh, yeah, that that is about the extent of the research I did. Oh wait, 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 wait. Before before we move on, how you were saying how like reincarnation, how you come back as something lesser. What mm-hmm. if we're already in that lesser form? Like we're as low as it gets because humans are pretty fucked up. 
Like, yeah, but we're what? also like the most like how do I phrase this? Ex, ex we're the most aware of our existence out of anything else on this planet that we know of. True, but, but why why would that make us better though than than anything else? Because we just are, BC. We just are. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, for my for my one review, I would have to say that you know, almost a hundred hundred dollars pop on the ticket for the tour. That while it would be cool, like I just read up all this information. Like I can find the history of this place. I don't need to take a tour. I don't really need to see the rooms because no way in hell I'd spend almost a hundred dollars for a t- what equated to a tour that I probably wouldn't even stick around for <laughs> because it's an all night tour. I would get tired or bored Ooh, because of my yeah, ADHD. And then I'd be like, well, I'm out a hundred bucks. That's cool. There's no video games. There's no movies that where's the snacks. Hey, I, hey, I don't play many video games and I wouldn't need a movie. I would be interested for like the first hour, but once, because it, like I said, it's not that big of a building. And once I saw, you know, everything that the, the place has to offer, I'd just be like, all right, cool. Now, what am I, what am I going to do with the other $93 that I spent? Oh, I don't know. Just enjoy being, being somewhere else than being locked up in our rooms. Thanks to the apocalypse. Uh, I'm an introvert, though. You're I'm already inside. Yeah, I like my room. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Sadly, he's inside my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I am in BC's apartment right now because at home, I live with a bunch of people. So there are a lot of constant distractions, just so y'all's know. But yeah, uh... I, I guess whoever's going next, just, yeah, lead us in. Or maybe there needs to be Do more. Do you not have, did you so read who, your review? Next? I did read my review. Oh. Oh, you did? I don't remember what it was. People, like, even, even whenever we're doing something important, these people don't listen to me. I think it's the mono. Yeah, I fell asleep halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did. My review said that uh, I will reread it. Thank you. And listeners, I apologize. But it says the whole night was well organized and activities were led perfectly. Hosts were professional and easygoing. Oh, oh that okay. was. I remember it. now. Oh, it was very short. <laughs> that was it. And it's the only one that I picked because I only found positive ones. I didn't find a single negative review because apparently it's a pretty badass tour. Mm. Like everybody enjoyed it and and they only do it, you know, on Halloween. And you have to book this thing, by the way. I was looking around. I had to actually dig to find the ticket price. It was listed in pounds and I had to convert <laughs> oh, it to wow. U.S. dollars. But yeah, apparently you have to reserve your spots because they were all sold out and like Yeah, my place yeah, I had so. to like book a year in advance to find out how much it was gonna uh, cost. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay, well great. Well, Colin, do you wanna go on to yours? Hey. Sure. Okay. So I did mine just in the back of the woods, not too far from here. 
Um, I've actually been there a couple of times, but I went with a little town in Arkansas called Eureka Ooh. Springs. Um, Which is super yeah. cute. If you ever get a chance, you should go visit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a really nice small town. It's in the hills. Um, I like to think of it as like a really, 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 really small New Orleans because it's kind of like one of those traditional classic looking places. It's pretty cool. The feel that I got from it was like a like a redneck Diagon Alley from Ooh, yeah. Harry Potter. There's just a lot of really cool I shops. I haven't watched all the Harry Potters. Yeah, there are. I bought a sword there. <laughs> <It was cool. laughs> I actually stayed at a bed and breakfast when I was cool. there. And it was very creepy, I will say. Yeah, no, it, it's got a it's got a cool little history. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm going to do it on this place called the Crescent Hotel. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Um, so anyways, uh, let me... I put this all together right before the podcast, so this is going to be <laughs> We're very sloppy. We're really hitting it off on um, the first episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so anyways, before the history of Eureka Springs, um, I guess, uh, well, in the name Springs, uh, it has more than like 60 springs that was bubbling up like, I don't know, 1800s. Um, and anyways, people would come to this area uh, because it said that there was magic water. Like, there was this guy, he said uh, it healed his son's eyes. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, during during the Civil War... Like, do was I? the son blind or something? Uh, dude, I don't fucking know. All I could find is says the son's eyes. <laughs> the son, my the, son's eyes. It said after the waters healed his young son's eye injury... This guy's name is Alvin Jackson. Oh, he needs. Um, de- but that that yeah, definitely that's all has it says. some sort of like smooth jazz album. If he doesn't, Alvin he Jackson. needs to make one. Alvin Jackson, smooth Alvin jazz, volume <laughs> one. Healing water. water. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um, anyways, um. It also went on to say that people were like, oh my God, this healed my baldness. No way, <laughs> we need to take um, it. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, Wyatt, we need to take you there. Hey guys, I have embraced <clears throat> the bald. I don't need healing springs. I rock this shit, girls. You may rock it, but you have a disease, my friend. And we know right where to take you. Hey, you have a slow-acting version of this disease. I'm it doesn't. You, it doesn't matter. Years, I'm. I'm five still functional. Years, you bitch. I. You see this luscious locks of hair that I'm growing. I see the luscious locks of. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> you whore. Oh, no, Wyatt. He needs to be able to. But have uh, anyways, before. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have sex. I'm oh, asexual, right. bro. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, it says baldness. It also says female trouble, whatever the fuck that means. Female trouble. Dude, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't even think about that. I I just thought it was like if your woman's (gasps) acting up, you just bring her here and wash her, wash her in the, (laughs) just wash her in the water, and and she'll forever listen to you forever. God, that's fucked up. 
<laughs> ladies, ladies, stay away from this spring. Y'all keep being ladies, yo. Be your own selves. <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, another thing it says that it could cure was cancer. Oh, so, ooh. So, uh, that's, that's one of the main points, too, about cancer. Um... So anyways, uh, with the city or the town beginning to boom and a lot of people coming, um, they said a bunch of Midwest businessmen, uh, mainly guys in the railroad business, in the railroad <laughs> business, uh, started, started making a big old career out of this area. And so they opened a luxury hotel. Dun, dun, dun. And it said uh, it opened May 20th of 1886. Oh, so um, just not too long ago. Just, you know, the yeah, other you day. Know, just not that long ago. Just a couple, yeah, just a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but anyways, um, so in 1937, this guy named Norman Baker purchased the hotel uh, and he turned it into the Baker Cancer Clinic. Um, and so through all of this, he like broadcasted over the uh, radio, and he was like, "Yo, my homies, what? Oh what my up? god, I hate you, It's your boy Norman Baker, baby, <laughs> and I can cure the cancer of your lonely heart. And um, so, so anyways, uh, he started getting all these." these uh, big old dollar signs, these people coming in, saying that he can cure cancer with this magic water. But he wasn't doing jack fucking shit. <laughs> he, was, he was just partying it up. Um, and anyways... Uh, Norman. Yeah, fucking Norman. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So, he only he only lived three years. Well, three years with that. Oh, uh, I was gonna profession. say, so he did um, all of this at the age of three? Or... <laughs> God, he was damn. busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, in 1940, the dude was jailed for mail fraud. Ooh, he got iced. Um. Yeah, because he was telling everyone. Uh, I guess like some of the uh, patients, they would pass away because he, <laughs> he wasn't was just doing jack shit. Rehydrating still, <laughs> with water. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh so he would mail them letters like families and be like hey you know houston and hack was doing pretty good but i still need next year's annual payment so uh anyways the dude ended up even like racking up um millions of dollars even into like today's moolah um so that that dude was rolling in it but um I bet this guy would have loved a super soaker, you know? Johnson, take this down to the spring. Fill me up. <laughs> hey, 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 BC, go long, man. <sighs> uh, I, can I, can feel, I can feel my female troubles leaving me right now. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But hold on. There's something interesting, but I have to... Uh, scounge through my notes oh okay so um i think the hospital or uh the now hotel is only uh four stories but on the fourth story is where they kept the um uh, son of a bitch i'm drawing a freaking blank it's where they put the dead bodies son of a bitch the morgue, the morgue? uh yeah so 
So they oh, put the, the mortar on the yeah, top yeah, yeah, floor. Yeah. And apparently there is a portal to the other side. Um, up on the fourth level. All that I know that's up on that fourth level, oh, because wow. I've been there, uh, is a pizza place. And they claimed they claimed to have really good pizza. <laughs> I had it. It was really expensive. Otherworldly it pizza. It was not good at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> that portal. It was like $30 for a fucking large pizza or some shit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, damn. Location is everything. You're paying. Uh, true, true. Yeah, for the... <laughs> out of this yeah. world pizza. <laughs> anyway, okay. The, the, the portal to the other side. Do, mm-hmm. do continue. Um, that's basically all I have on that. I haven't heard or read anything else. The only other things that I could find, uh, I'm not. Oh, all right, here, I'll just continue. Um, it says, uh, since then, many guests have booked stayed at the haunted hotel and have experienced many classic signs that a place is haunted. People have reported seeing ghosts of Baker's patients as well as Morris. Morris was a beloved cat, I guess, around the hotel. Oh. And so, oh my so they God. buried him. They buried him uh, or her. Uh, well, I guess Morris. It was a boy cat. But dude, um, the first time I went to this hotel, like there's uh, this hill behind it. And at, it's not at the bottom of the hill, but there's a um, Catholic church like halfway down. And it's just right behind the hotel. And dude, uh, granted, all Catholic hotels are kind of freaking creepy. But, um, <laughs> but dude, as we were walking up to it, my mom and my sister, I think, walked into the church. And I'm just standing outside and I hear something behind me and I turn around and it was a little black cat. And it came up to me meowing and everything. And I started petting it. And I was like, man, I'm at a haunted hotel. I'm at a Catholic church, which is super duper creepy. And a black cat comes up to me. This Maybe is the reincarnation. Worse. No, this was Satan. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my God, it's Morris. I pet this cat. I pet that pussy real good. It's Morris. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my but yeah, man. So we've all had a little experience here. Um, so uh, and then I think uh, in 1946, it went back to being a uh, hotel and just a bunch of different new owners and things. Um, but anyways, um, so on the price and everything, uh, it's a three star hotel. Um, the cheapest night I could find. Um, is one twenty six per night, and the most expensive was three twenty. Jeez, like I, um, I, I don't really, I don't travel, so wow. I don't stay in hotels. But so I don't know if that's good or bad in terms of pricing for a three star hotel. That's yeah, I mean it depends on like how many nights you stay, but like typically like you would pay like like seventy dollars to like. Close to like a hundred, that and that's like, if you're staying at like a Holiday Inn, or mm, what are those other ones? Holiday Hampton, mm-hmm. like a Hampton. It's a gyp. So seventy Just to hundred. Sleep in your cars. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Just risk. I don't know getting murdered. It's fine. Well, Gotta if save that so life. You're safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you get murdered, you don't have to worry about or bills at anymore. At least, like, if you don't want to sleep in your car, 
bring a tent, people. Just keep it in your trunk. Ooh. You can just like squat wherever you want. <laughs> Illegally camp. Hey, as long as you're <laughs> yeah. not seen, then it'll be all right. Like, <laughs> then, yeah, that's how all crimes work. If you aren't caught, then you're cool. Camp, camping, that would be... That's shitty to be classified as a crime. Like, come on now. What if you're homeless? Hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, well, it's a pity crime, We're not all rich, Houston. Some of us have to camp, okay? We... Here it. <laughs> Why don't you just buy more okay, money? <laughs> Buy more money. Anyway, listeners, uh, here in the town that we live, there is actually behind our Lowe's, Collins, BC's place of employ, there's this little strip of woods back there. And it's like a a shanty town out in those woods because we have a whole community of homeless people living back in those woods. And no one does shit. Everybody knows bananas. No one gets arrested because what are you going to do? Chase them out of their woods? Like, shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, man, you always see them, like, coming in and out from the woods. Uh, or uh, they'll just be chilling across the street, just staring at us. Um, so it's it's a unique experience. Did Sometimes I hear, we just heard Houston go with disgust at the thought of homeless people. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> you mean they don't have a castle to go back to? What? I, I don't understand. Why do they stay in the woods? Why, why don't they just take their Bentley to their mansion? Why, yeah, why don't they just drive out of there? Why don't they just why leave? <laughs> Wilfred, the, the butler, come pick them up? Like, God. Yeah, where is Wilfred? The nerve. <laughs> <The nerd. laughs> So, Colin, tell us your reviews. What reviews did you find? Um, so I only kind of found two that I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll roll with these. Uh, and they both have a pro and a con. So I'll start with the con. There we go. Uh, my first victim. <laughs> um, it says on the second day, the woman in the restaurant dining room was very snappy. Hmm. Uh, um, in their pro is okay uh the room was fine the plugs were a little (laughs) loose my charger kept falling out first day breakfast was good one of the gentlemen who worked in the pizza restaurant was a fun guy wish i could remember his name (laughs) 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 enjoyed the music outside in the axe throwing while enjoying wine wait did you say axe throwing yeah yeah i said enjoyed the music outside and the axe throwing and then comma while enjoying wine. <laughs> so, so these people I, are getting drunk and throwing axes. <laughs> this sounds this like a is party. America. Well, I mean, that, that sounds like an Oklahoma party because we actually have an axe throwing place here in town. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you can go there mm-hmm. no. yeah, yeah, and throw not. axes at something. I don't know. I've never been there. Well, yeah, yeah, no, man. Whenever I lived in Bentonville, uh, I think there was a couple of backstorming places around there. That's just so. crazy. But, I mean, Arkansas is just right next to us. I mean, we, we're like 30, 40 minutes from the border, so it's not even not even too bad. Um, but anyways, hmm. um, so on to my second fellow. Um, his con says pillows. Toilet was broken. Had to raise the back of the lid. Uh, to fix every time flushed. Checking at four. 
What? We didn't get... He, like, full-on went into the toilet just, to just flush. Just base in Houston, God. Not everyone has a freaking plumber on call. We have to take <laughs> care of our own toilets. Oh, my God. <gasps> um, and then it went on and said, checking at 4. We didn't get to check in until about 4.30. Room wasn't busy. And then check out next morning at 11. That was That was their con. And then, uh, but this is strange too from, you know, their quick snippy con. Here's their pro. Hey, it's the Crescent, so all the negatives don't really matter. We love the fourth floor in the outside area. We played some of the outside games. That's it. Now, what does the outside games <laughs> pertain to, uh, other than the axe throwing? Uh, I, butt stuff? I don't know. But stuff out <laughs> <in> the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, come on. Not only do we have axe throwing, but you two can play with each other's butts <laughs> out in our courtyard. Uh, <laughs> we have all your favorite butt playing yes. games. Indeed. Esteban, come play with my butt as I drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> Please come play with my butt as I drink wine and throw this axe. And well, that's the Crescent Hotel in a nutshell. Axe that throwing, was... butt stuff, wow. ghosts. What that more could you ask for? Beautiful. Magic water. And magic water. Oh yeah, yeah, ma magic water. It cures baldness and blindness. <laughs> well, I'll go there if ever I go blind, but the baldness is staying, boys. Oh, bitch, we're taking you. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I don't need Whoa. to go again. We're going to take you to one of those actual springs, and next thing you know... We're just going to dunk you're just going to, like... We're going to dunk you, and as we pull you up, you're just going to come out with, like, three feet of beautiful blonde hair. <laughs> you're just going to be, like, weighted everywhere. And okay. our eyes are going to be glistening. Oh, my God. If I'm ever if I'm ever drowned, <sighs> listeners, you you guys know who did it. It was Wyatt. these two bastards trying <laughs> to give me hair. Hey, like wasn't it? It was goodwill. They're gonna shove me under the water for I don't know, like thirty seconds or something. I'll come up gasping, and they're like, "There's still no hair. <laughs> Put him back down. <laughs> Put him in longer. Put him under longer." <laughs> it's it's bad because I can see Houston and I looking at each other like, "Where's the hair?" He needs longer. I don't get it. Why isn't it working? <laughs> and then I will be the newest addition to the hauntings in that town. <laughs> hey, we're helping hey, this In, thing, in right? all fairness, Hackworth here was trying to get us to start a suicide pact to go to Eureka Springs so that way we can contribute to the hauntings there in I just Eureka think it Springs. Would be, I think it would be a cool idea. Like, Go to the either Basin Park <laughs> Hotel or the Crescent Hotel, check into one of the rooms, and then each of us have a distinctly different yet creative way of killing ourselves. So it'd be an awesome, <laughs> oh my it'd be an awesome little story for the ghost tour. Plus, if we do haunt it, we would be like hanging from the ceiling or, you know, blood just oh, running yeah, down our necks Three stupid white guys check into Haunted Hotel to contribute <laughs> to hauntings. Now, now don't be calling yeah. the police oh, or wow. therapists. This is all in good fun, but I'm just oh saying, God. this is the way no. my imagination works here. <laughs> yeah, he has very... And now, he has a lot and now you guys place. know how we are as people. Yeah, we're, we're demented. Nope. 
No, I'm not. They are. Not me. Get, get a couple of drinks in this guy. Yeah, and he, yeah. Maybe, we, we just talked about down. drowning Hackworth. So you yeah. are a part of us, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to high road us oh, now after you were just talking about drowning me, you fucking bitch. No, no, no. I'm different. <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. I just want to kill others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I will get on to my part of the section. I also need to pee again. Oh Fuck, BC. Oh my Goddamn God. camel. All right, I drink a Houston, lot. go. Okay. Well, th- you're not over by your microphones if you're going to the I'm bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're holding tight this time. Well, I am. Oh, okay. Okay, well, the name of my bed and breakfast is the Ashford Castle. Okay, and whenever you say castle, do you mean castle castle? Girl, this is a castle. This is a castle. This ain't no, like, white lady's house that she's called the castle. This is a real deal stone, like, like your thing, 1100-year-old castle that, that's crazy because it has a quaint term as a and b you think it's gonna be a little rinky dink thing but no it's a fucking medieval castle apparently yes yes i have pictures on the blog listeners if you want to go see my bed, bed and breakfast and see pictures of collins and wyatt's you can go to our blog um it is uh trash the podcast dot com and see pictures on there. Mm. But uh, yeah, it is beautiful. It is a huge building. And I'll read some history about it here in just a minute. But yeah, it's a castle. It's gorgeous. Um, And I found this on TripAdvisor.com. And here's just a brief little description. Your royal adventure begins when you enter through the grand stone gates of of our remarkable 800-year-old castle. Discover our exquisite interiors, delicious cuisine, passionate team, a wealth of estate activities, and state-of-the-art spa. As a National Geographic unique lodge of the world, Ireland's top hotel destination and former home of the Guinness family, we are exceptional in every sense. And if that didn't just woo you in every way, I don't know what else I can offer. Now, whenever you say Guinness family, like, is it like the beer making Guinnesses? Like, <gasps> you know. It, I, TBH, I'm not a thousand percent sure. Like, I don't want to sound culturally insensitive because it's based in Ireland, but, like, they say the Guinness family, and the only Guinnesses that I know are the beer and Sir Alec Guinness that played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy. (laughs) I don't think it's the people that made the beer. I think it just so happens to be this like But then why is it like last name? E. Guinness is like how I think it's, they're just paying homage like c- 
because they're not thinking of the alcoholics of the world. They're just thinking <laughs> of the people who care about the last name, like the family. Yeah, yeah. Who, maybe maybe it's know. like an old knightly, I don't know, last name. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because I don't think that they were the, uh, the like, beer like makers. Local prestige thing that we don't get because we're foreigners. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not only are we foreigners, but we're also American. Yeah, we're we we we're have a pretty bad rep. AF, yeah. Sorry, rest of the world. But USA. We only care about USA. us. Yeah. Nah, fuck you guys, America. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Save me, save me. Um, well, I'm gonna list just just a few of their activities. Um, so their activities include a spa. A golf course, a tennis court, a falconry, dining, fishing, archery, clay shooting, zip lining, cycling, kayaking, horseback riding, lake cruising, paddle boarding, boat trips, and more. Damn. Wow. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. That was more than just a few. Yeah, it sounds like a really chill, yeah. like, James Bond movie, honestly. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, they have just about everything. A falconry? It's like where you go out there and you play with their, I don't think like, it's a on... falconry. I think it's just falconry. Like, the, you know, oh. is it... If it's the falconry I'm thinking of, it's like some sport based around using a falcon and training a falcon or something. Oh, is it like archery but it's falconry with a bird oh see see i don't have enough money to know what that if i'm saying that right that's yeah that's the level we're on so yeah I, they have like their on hand hawks and um owls mm. that you can play with i guess <laughs> i doubt you can play with them <laughs> i'm not sure exactly what you do with them but they're there to entertain you. So <laughs> they're they're there to be imprisoned for your entertainment. For your entertainment. <laughs> um, and it is no surprise that this bed and breakfast has a five star rating. And I'm not kidding when I say it has so many five star reviews that it yeah, it is it isn't like four point eight or whatever. It is five star <laughs> well to be fair is it like can you do 4.8 or is it simply one two three four or five? well yeah you well what normally happens is yeah like you would just rate it like one two three four whatever but then what happens is that like TripAdvisor or airbnb or whatever is gonna like accumulate all of those and create like a medium mm -hmm. like a median number like an average so yes so it's average is five star perfect let's see those bitches that give them perfection. one star <laughs> yeah just to bring it down to the america <laughs> america oh my down your five I, star do <laughs> I did include a one star rating but i i have three reviews and two of them are five and one of them is one. Oh, so there are but, one um, star. How, how is it not yes there are five star status because it has so many one st or five star reviews. I don't know. I smell hmm. conspiracy. <laughs> it could be. Let's yeah, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> well, so I looked at the price range and they have like, I mean, this is a castle. So they have 
like rooms on rooms on rooms on rooms. All right. So to to and every room is unique. So it's not like they have like a hotel where one room like one room size looks all the same. You know what I'm saying? Like every room is different and unique because that's how it was built. You know what I'm saying? Like every room was meant for someone or somebody. Because so it's, it's, a it's not like this is the third bedroom on the fourth floor. This was like Cecil Adams's bedroom. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like what what it was. Um, so a smaller room, which it's like the smaller, like I'm guessing it's gonna be like servants kind of rooms. But granted, they're all beautifully decorated, so they're not like you're not you know sleeping in a basement or anything like that and it still has a window and everything but the rooms are gonna these rooms are gonna be much smaller um and this is i looked at so three days just this just for three days in january um so for the three days in a small room you're looking at 416 dollars to 470 dollars depending on you know because you can kind of pick which small room you would like Hmm. which i feel like if you divide that up for three days and you're with somebody else i mean it's not like horrible because you're in a castle all right you're in a castle very true um and then if you're looking for like a medium-sized room it's gonna be about 513 dollars to about 560 dollars damn um and then if you start getting into lar- the, it go it jumps y'all so then to go to a larger room so like a junior suite or you know a suite it goes from $1037 to $2341 Damn. for That's 3 like days bougie as fuck <laughs> yeah um and then they had um like you can stay in the lake house which that ranges between, you know, $2,500 to $2,800. Um, and does then it, the president. Does it like actually give you like pictures of the room? So that way you're kind of oh, like. Oh, yeah. I, I have are some they, pictures of the room. Are they like very bougie looking or are you just kind of like, wow, it's yes. for that. No, it is like golded wallpaper. You're like sleeping in like those beds that have like the curtains on them, you know? It's like you're sleeping in... You're in a warm, cozy place. So it's like... Yeah. You're in, like, God's butthole or something. Yeah, you are (laughs) in his asshole, right? And it is beautiful. It's cozy, it's warm. (laughs) It's just so divine. Um, And the presidential suite, which I think there was only one, because it only gave me one price... Um, and it goes, but it goes for $3,692. Um, and that was for three days in January. So, and I'm not sure if that's like, I'm sure that's like an off, like an off month. You know what I mean? Cause some places have off, off months when there's really nothing going on, you know, during that month or during that time. So this could be generally cheaper prices. You know, Damn. like I would don't I know. Would, I would kill yeah, to have sure. that off month as my on game month. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I will read. Um, they have like their history, like of the you know of the castle and everything. Um, and it's kind of interesting. 
So, and this is in, in 1228, Ashford Castle was founded by the Anglo-Norman de Burgo family following their defeat of the native O'Connors of Connaught. Um, the de Burgos would build several castles such as, um, you know, the Ashford Castle throughout the province, um, but Ashford in Ireland would remain the principal stronghold. Um, and then after, so, and then in 1589, after more than three and a half centuries under the DeBargos, Ashford passed into the hands of Sir Richard Bingham, Lord President of Connaught. Following a fierce battle. (laughs) Oh, the Lord President, President (laughs) of Connaught. Following a fierce battle against the forces of the DeBargos, a a fortified enclave is added within its precinct. So I think this is like main. I don't think that this castle was really meant to be like a home, but like a kind of war, um, like HQ. mm, Yeah, 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 yeah. HQ. So I don't think this was really intended to be a kind of like home for someone, but yeah. Like a place to kind of stay during war. Like what kind of like? It's cool that it is a home now because it's like, it's it's badass history right there. It's like yeah, yeah. Guys waged war for my living room. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I do every night. I play Call of Duty. <laughs> N- nerd. <laughs> so, in 1715, the famous Ashford estate was established by the Brown family, and a fabulous French-style chateau is added to the architectural splendor of the castle. The double-headed eagles are still visible on the roof, representing the Brown's coat of arms. So I think that this is whenever, like, I think in the beginning it was kind of like a more simple stone structure, and then around this time is whenever it kind of gets its unique you know, more glamorous update kind of thing. So it kind of gets a facelift at this point in time. Well, I mean, it sounds um, badass. I haven't seen this place, but it's got like, what did you say, bronze birds up on the roof? No, they're, um, it's, they're, uh, I think they're just stone uh, eagles. Oh, that's, that's still pretty cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's gorgeous. If you want to Google it, like, while I'm talking, just so you can see it, it's a beautiful, it's a castle. It's a castle. Castle. Um, so, and then in 1852, Sir Benjamin Lee Guinness purchased Ashford and extended the estate to 26,000 acres, building new roads and planting thousands of trees, as well as adding two large Victorian-style extensions. So this is, you know, it's getting larger at this point. Um, yeah, you said the first the first extension was like a French style, and now they're adding two Victorian extensions. No, it, it it's a well, yeah, it's like a chateau, French style chateau. But then, like, this is still like in the fifteen hundred. So, but but still, all, I mean, like by today's standards, this thing has to look like a Frankenhaus or something, like different styles put together. No, it, it looks pretty cohesive. It's a, I mean, whenever you see it, it all looks like one thing. Oh. Um, mm. I mean, I feel like in a way you can kind of tell, I, I would say like this, whenever you look at it, there's two different wings and one wing is longer than like, it kind of looks like an L. And then in the middle mm. of the apex of the L is more of like a squared part of the building. And I would say just guessing that this part was the beginning structure, like the stronghold part. And then the chateau part was kind of added to the left of it. 
and then even more Victorian whatever was added more on, you know? So you can kind of see a progression, but if you didn't know, it all looks the same. Pretty cohesive. Yeah, it looks pretty cohesive. Um, so, and then in 1868, Sir Benjamin Lee Guinness bequeaths Ashford to his son, Lord um, Ardlon. I think that's how you say his name. Ardlon. Ardlon. Um, and like avid gardener. <laughs> Farquad. Farquad. Lord Farquad. That's what I'm saying that now because that's easier. Lord Farquad, an avid gardener who oversaw the castle's development and rebuilt the entire West Wing. Um, and if you go look, there is a beautiful, um, looks like a greenhouse maybe, or like it's a greenhouse, I'm pretty sure, but it's a beautiful part of this building. I don't, I'm sure that wasn't there originally, but it's gorgeous. Um, and then in 1915, Ashford was retained by the uh, Ivo I-V-E-A-G-H eBay sure. eBay eBay French people help us out. Yeah, yeah. Colin, tell us what <laughs> tell us how we do this. Um, trust. So the e- I'm calling them eBay. Um, was retained by the eBay Trust on behalf of the Guinness family until it was bought by Noel Huggard in 1939. Huggard established the castle as a first-class hotel renowned for the provisions of its country pursuits. Um, So she, I guess, buys it. I have no idea how much this thing would have cost. And then turns it, you know, opens it up as a hotel. Um, the, and then in 1951, um, the director John Ford came to the west of Ireland to film what would become a movie classic, The Quiet Man. Many of the film stars stayed at Ashford. So I guess there was a pretty prominent movie filmed here. Mm. But I've not seen The Quiet Man. So if you go see it, I guess you'll see the castle. It's filmed with the castle. Now, like, have, have you gotten into, like, the pricing? Like, do you know the pricings of one of these rooms? Because if they put up a whole cast of actors in that place, it has to be relatively cheap. No, well, at the time, I'm sure it was. But remember I said that, like, a small room yeah. was, like, 400 and something dollars. And then if you wanted to stay... Uh, that's right. Um, like, in a... That's a small room. And then... But this is in January, which, like I said, it could be an off mm-hmm. season, you know? So yeah. who knows? God, that pay was... attention, Hackworth. Yeah, Jesus, well, come on. Well, I was just kind of blown away by the fact that they put up a whole cast of actors in that hotel. Like, oh yeah. Especially at that, it had to have been different back then. It had to have. No way in hell. Like, I'm not an actor, and I don't know, you know, directors or producers' minds or anything like that. But it's like. If I had a whole crew of people that I needed to put up, I would put them in the cheapest little hole in the wall thing that they wouldn't get stabbed in. <laughs> well, I mean, this is also the 50s, so money was a little bit easier to, you Money know. was not a concern. <laughs> you could buy a house with like $1 in the 50s. Um, uh, good old <laughs> capitalism ruining our society. <laughs> um, and then in 1970, Ashford Castle Hotel is bought by John Mulca- M- Mulcahy? Mulcahy. I'm going to say Mulcahy. 
who oversaw its complete, complete restoration and expansion, doubling the size, building a golf course and developing the grounds. So I don't but I don't think that they added onto the building. They just added like they like bought more land to use for more things. Mm. So I think that's what that means. Like it's rest restoration and expansion, but I don't think that they added anything. If they did, it was that new greenhouse. Um, and then in and then in 1985, um, a group of Irish American investors purchased Ashford Castle. And the 16 years since Ashford has been voted not only one of the best hotels in Ireland, but by Ireland by the most con disconcerting you know, guidebooks, um, but also one of the top 50 res resort properties in Europe. Um, then in 1985, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I said that 1985 group of Irish people. Um, and then we go to 2013. Um, Ashford Castle was bought by Red Carnation Hotels and began a major refurbishment to bring the castle back to its former glory. Um, as part of the oh, new, that's cool. yeah, which I think is really cool. Um, like, they didn't just remodel it, but they accentuated all of its old features. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's awesome. As in 2014, as part of the new refurbishment, Ashford Castle introduced a 30-seat cinema, luxurious billiard rooms, and and a cigar terrace. In 2014, the lodge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lodge at Ashford Castle was acquired by the Red Carnation Hotel Collection. So I don't I guess there was another part of that they didn't own that they then acquired then. Um, in 2015, um, Ashford Castle introduced the brand new state of the art spa, wine tasting tunnels and Miss T's boutique. The castle was also voted best hotel in the world by Virtuzo. So this place voted it as best in the world. Right? The whole goddamn world. Um, in June 2016, the romantic and private lakeside hideaway cottage was completed. Once the old boat shed in the gardens, you know, it was once the old boat shed in the gardens of Ashford Castle. So they turned an old boat shed into yet. Oh, this must be the cottage that is um, two thousand something eight hundred dollars to stay in a night. Damn. Yeah. For an old boat shed. <laughs> um, adding to an exciting selection of over 30 estate activities. Yeah, I didn't list all of them. That was only some. There's over 30 activities. Um, including Ireland's first school of falconry, horse riding and fishing, the castle introduced a thrilling off-roading course across the stunning Connemara landscape. <laughs> so this place has it all. And Sounds like it. If, and then go look at the pictures if you can, because it is gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, yeah, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> so my initial thoughts are... This place is beautiful. Um, it's a literal castle. I mean, that's all I got to say. Um, it has. It's a literal castle. It is a castle <laughs> that you can it's sleep like the definition. in. It's the definition of a castle. It's a definition. Definition Fergalicious. <laughs> Espialidocious. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, it just has so much that you can do, and it looks amazing. Um, and I mean, I mean, yes, it is crazy expensive to stay here, even for just the small room. But you would be in a beautiful room with some amazing views. Um, I, I mean, I will say that, you know, I know this whole episode is about hauntedness and ghostliness, but, um, it's an 800 year old castle. So it's gotta be haunted. Um, wait, do you not have any evidence of haunting? It, so I do from the reviews, but in it's like listing, they're not really playing Ooh, up the doesn't. hauntings. I do in my reviews, just not in its, you know, listing. Does it talk about it? All right, let's let's get to the reviews then. Okay. Yeah, because this is this is Halloween, and we just went through an entire yeah. description of this extravagant hotel, and it's not even notoriously haunted. Well, it is haunted. Because God, I was zoned reviews. out for no reason. Bitch. <laughs> 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 okay, so my first review is a five star, and this review was written by Austin917. And his title for the review is You Want a King and Queen Experience? This is the place. So they write. This castle was the culmination of our eight-day castle drive honeymoon through Ireland. We went to three other castles on our trip, and all were excellent. Read my other reviews. This place is far and away the best hotel, resort, castle I have ever stayed in. Not even close. I will state up front that it is not cheap. If you are a coupon clipper or someone looking for a deal, click no further. Perfection comes at a cost, and this castle is perfect. The so, in other words, be gone. <laughs> yeah, pores, get out. <laughs> <laughs> the porters will ask to check your name on the list, as they keep out most non-resident tourists. I noticed that the negative reviews on TripAdvisor seem to be from the tourists who weren't staying. Too bad. See my above paragraph. The staff here. Man, I kind of want to kill Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Elitist son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the staff here, every single one of them, is trained to be flawless. And I mean this in every way. You walk down a hallway, every staff member you see will greet you with a smile. At no point did I feel out of the sorts or that I didn't belong. The castle hosts all kinds of celebrities. Check out the second floor wall near the art gallery for the pictures. And it treated myself and my new bride like a king and queen from another country. To drive this point home, mm. we were in the castle when the Chinese premier and the Irish prime minister were meeting for a conference. This was such... Oh, those guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like playing it up. <laughs> This was such a special treat to see this happening all around us during that evening. And yet the castle staff still paid as much attention to us and the other guests as anyone else. A special mention to the ladies who run the concierge. They set up some special honeymoon decorations and candles for us at dinner. Complete surprise to us. They knew we were doing some haunted excursions because my wife loves ghost hunting and set up and sent 
up a short list of things to do completely out of the blue. We ate in, a, in the lounge for the lunch both days. The food is five-star quality. Cullen's at the Dungeon was our first event, and it makes you feel like you are in an old castle mead hall, surrounded by tapestry, suits of armor, and excellent food. The George V dining room puts any restaurant I have ever been to shame. The food is perfection. The staff, amazing. And the ambience, unrivaled. Gentlemen, you must... No, nothing... Do what? Nothing divine? Now? Not yet. We haven't got to divine yet. Mm. Gentlemen, mm. you must <laughs> wear a suit and tie during dinner. But they will even supply one if you forget yours. They also have dry cleaning services and even pressed my suit flawlessly when I got wrinkled during our mm. travels. But who forgets their suit? Mm. Like, who, who doesn't does? have three or no. four on mm. hand? During three or four? Mm. I have 20. castles. We stayed in a junior stateroom, and I just want to say, the junior stateroom is the one that is between $1,000 to $2,000. That is the junior stateroom. A night. No, for three days. That was for three days. Okay. So we don't know how many days. Oh, I think they said for a week, for eight days, maybe? So it was not cheap. Damn. One. Either way, that's, that's more money than I make in a month at my job. So there's only three uh, junior staterooms. So he says, one of the three, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and our room had literally just been redone two weeks prior. The room was suit sized and had an or suite. I'm sorry, suit. The room was suite sized and enough room for a king bed, (laughs) drawing table, couch, chairs and a coffee table. Amazing detail and very personal. I felt like it was hours the second I walked in. The bathrooms had heated floors and towel racks to go along with all the attention to detail. Again, just completely over the top luxury and we indulged every second of it. (laughs) At night, they have a piano player single combo in the lounge, and that was a great that was great for a nice evening wind down before bed. As for activities, you can do pretty much anything from boating to archery. However, you must book the Falconry School and Hawk Walk. Do the 90-minute option. Hawk it costs <laughs> I like that he says. <laughs> Do the 90-minute option. It costs more, but you need the extra time to get the full experience. The falconer, hopefully Tommy, he was awesome, will explain the birds to you and then walk you through the forest and grounds, and the birds will land on you and the surrounding trees. Just a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it was by far the most rewarding part of our stay here. Also, see if you can book the earliest time and request some time with Dingle the Owl. He is big, he is lazy, he is slow. He will fly maybe three times and that's it. But it was the funniest thing I have ever seen to watch an owl with a five-foot wingspan land on my wife's arm. She's only five feet tall. Dingle will push your trip to Ashford over the top. I don't think I need to type anything more. Go book your stay at Ashford and indulge in luxury that should be the envy of every resort on the planet. My God. <laughs> yeah. I just want 
That dude was long yeah. as far. Yeah. Yeah, I had to like zoom out to be able to screenshot all of this. <laughs> so he oh, did sick. mention something about haunting, so I didn't completely miss the mark here. Yeah, you kind of did though. <laughs> okay, wait, I have to pause for just one second because I have to plug in my laptop. So pause. So we're back. Sorry. All right, everybody, everybody recording again? I've been recording this entire time. Same okay. Geez. You're going to have some shit to edit. I know. I, I'll put, put in the work. Okay. So for my second review, um, it is also another five star. And this is from Vince S. And the title of their review is Haunted. And they mm -hmm. say... I stayed a few years ago it's on haunted. the third floor in the old Norman wing, was awoken up all three nights at 3 a.m. with a distinct knock on the door. Also, it was summer, so with windows open, you could make out some disturbance in the woods across the low. Reception said it was banshees. I tend to agree. It was a great stay. Little creepy, too. When you open your door and no one around except huge paintings of past residents with their eyes looking at you. <gasps> Slammed my door and pulled the covers over my head. So. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really It sounds. Cute. OK, so part of me, the reason I included this makes me think that nothing was ever actually happening in a way because he says that there was somebody knocking on his door but if he was opening his door and then slamming it in the middle of the night don't you think somebody's gonna go knock on his door and tell him to shut the fuck up <laughs> fair enough <laughs> well I, I mean honestly th that is fair if it were any other hotel but surely they can't have very many occupants at any one given time because of how expensive. I don't know. I mean, they say they're number one. So there's people that are want to go stay there. And I tried to even just book it, you know, through the end of this year. And I couldn't even get anything. I had to book into next year. So I think it does mm -hmm. stay pretty packed. Well, I mean, it would have to to stay in business. At those yeah. fucking prices. Well, also, he says that he opened his window and he could hear disturbances in the woods. Don't you think that there's people yeah. that are out and about even at night? Well, not, e not even people like anyone that's lived near woods. The woods are never no. quiet. There's always something yeah. going on. Well, there. and also, yeah, I mean, this is at three in the morning, but also how close are they to the woods? Because yeah, no in my mind, I'm picturing, like, a field. I'm yeah. picturing, like, a couple of football fields across. Yeah, that's And it's I'm like, how too. how the fuck can you hear yeah, this what's is going a, on? This is a this very large... Just, he's <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, if you look at the building, if he says that he's on the Norman wing, um, he's probably in this very long part of the building, and on the other side of it, there's, like, a river... And there's a bunch of trees over there. So it's really not even a woodsy oh. area, but it's still like a there's a lot of trees and there's a river. But there's also a bunch of people who are staying here. So 
Wait, there, there's a mm -hmm. river. A loud course. No, it river. doesn't look like a flowing river. It just looks like, kind of like, a like pond. a, yeah, like a very long-looking pond. But it's supposed to be a river, I think. I don't know. I'm smelling bullshit on this one. I think I am too. I don't know. I just yeah, thought it was like, too. I guarantee you people are knocking on your door because you're causing all kinds of commotion and you just. Yeah, he's probably like jamming out to Kid Rock or something. And he's like, yeah, man, this song's a <laughs> no, banger. Slimming back few Bud Lights. He's got taste. These are rich people uh, with rich okay, people um, and problems. He's 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 listening to no. Um, he's listening Chopin. to NPR is what he is, he and he's jamming out to that. There we go. I don't even know what that is, so that that leads me to believe that oh my person thing. NPR is the one where they're like, "Hi, you're listening to NPR, and today we have a special guest here to talk to oh. us about orca whales." I was expecting music. So tell music. us. <laughs> no. And if they have music, it's like, like very like. Beethoven. You know, it's like, yeah, like the oh, soft, jazz. soft jazz. Elevator music is a little bit risque for NPR. Anyway, moving yeah. on. So, yeah. Um, and then going on to my very last review, it's a one star review. And this reviewer, their name is Black Ash Six, and so their Black title Ash of Six. Black <laughs> Ash. <laughs> their review. Black Ash Six Inches. <laughs> is turned away. That's what it says. Mm. So and I'm gonna read it in the most bougie voice because even this is just funny. <laughs> the first one was pretty damn bougie. Yeah, this one is just as bougie. So they say, We visited Ashford Castle last year only to be turned away as Rory Mickleroy had booked the entire venue for his wedding. Okay. Fair enough. This year, <laughs> when we visited, we had friends from Birmingham who had traveled over a few days and particularly wanted to visit the castle as they wanted a, to book a weekend in it. Later in the year for a 50th birthday, a round trip from our own accommodation of over a hundred miles. On arrival at the inner gates in our nice big shiny Range Rover, we were greeted by John, a well-dressed concierge. Explained to, explained to him our intentions and to maybe call into the bar. He then asked if we had made an appointment. Pardon me, but is this not a hotel? Replying that no, we had not made an appointment to use the bar, we were then turned away and sent to the gift shop across the lawn. He then proceeded to walk up to two security men at the front door, and although I can't be certain, it appeared that he was pointing over and I assume making sure that we didn't try to sneak in. I could not believe what I had just experienced. Neither could our friends from England. I have stayed in many high-class hotels around the world and have never been turned away even before I had even reached the front doors. How pretentious. Having to make an appointment to use the bar and book a weekend for four people, unbelievable. 
We stayed in another Red Carnation hotel in London last year, the Rubens, and received a welcome one would expect from a venue of this stature. However, Ashford Castle must consider themselves a cuff above the rest. I'm not sure if the concierge made a judgment on our appearance. We had been walking and were not dressed in tweeds or golfing attire. Needless to say, my friends will be uh, making alternative birthday arrangements. I oh, felt dear. embarrassed as our friends had been turned away um, and had not received a very positive experience of Ireland. Twice visited and twice turned away, I will never set foot on this premise again. <laughs> and this received a response huh. from Alan V, Director of Operations at Ashford Castle. Oh, Alan's about to tear him a new one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's, let's so some tea. Alan says, Dear Black Ash Six, Greetings from Ashford Castle. I am sorry we did not have the opportunity to welcome you to Ashford Castle on this occasion or the last. We do operate a system whereby prior reservations are required. Unfortunately, we do not have a business model which facilitates walk-in business. I appreciate this is not the ideal for those who arrive at the castle hoping to pop in but I can assure you it allows us to offer dedicated service to those who have reserved in advance. You are correct that this is not necessarily a system which is operated by some of our sister properties in cities. I can assure you that we operate the estate with absolutely no snobbery. There was no opinion formed on your vehicle, attire, or your propensity to sneak in. Should you wish to return to Ashford Castle in the future, I trust you will appreciate a booking is welcomed and required. Warmest well, regards, Alan. It's like a professional, professional backhand, like... Yeah, professionally <laughs> condescending. Yeah, I thought it was funny that they were like, yeah, sorry that we don't cater to you who just walk in and expect to be catered to. Yeah, we don't we don't normally have peasants here. So. <laughs> yeah. A Range Rover? Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I just, Alan. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they were like, um... <laughs> hoping to pop in. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they were like, well, we just wanted to show up and be greeted and welcomed and plan to make an overnight stay just on the fly. Like, bitch, this is a castle and they have, you know, requirements and terms, you know? Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> if, look, I, I um, maybe they think that, like, because it was so expensive that they're entitled to you know, whatever the fuck, like, I'm not saying I'm on the, the, I'm not saying I'm on Alan's side or anything, but maybe the people that were going there just like expected like, oh, I'm paying however the fuck much per night, you know, these guys will, it'll be like Beauty and the Beast, they'll be singing Be Our Guest type shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and also that they were saying like, in one of the other reviews, you know, they were saying that like the Chinese premier or whatever it was and the irish prime minister 
were there. So they can't yeah. just let, you know, random people walk in. I'm sure that there's right, yeah. like, you know, they have to have like a background check or something. I mean, because celebrities go there and I'm sure celebrities don't want to feel mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. I can't stay here because I might be attacked because I'm a celebrity or whatever, you know. Right. So I'm sure that's why they don't let people just pop in, you know. Yeah. Well, just that phrasing itself, Poppy, and it's, it's pretty unglamorous. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that they use that that phrase. <laughs> um, and I think it's funny that they say, I trust you will appreciate that a booking mm-hmm. is welcomed and required. And required. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch, don't play with me, girl. I ain't about that game. <laughs> well i'll just finish it up with my final thoughts um and i'll just say if i ever find myself in ireland you know with some leprechaun following me around i would totally stay here yeah that's like racist for the irish come on no it's not they're a symbol of luck it's not (laughs) racist but it is very culturally insensitive Well, you best believe I'd be spending every single penny I had to stay in a place like this. But I mean, that's just me? that's just me, though. I mean, well, I am here. Yeah, for that. You're rich and bougie. I live for stuff as glamorous as this. Um, see, I would I would like to. Here, here comes another culturally insensitive remark, people. <laughs> I would like to stay in one of the like, you know pubs that doubled as like a hotel so i could hear the bar fights and shit (laughs) i could i just smell scotch from when i wake up in the morning (laughs) i stagger in at night (laughs) i mean yeah i mean it's just whatever you're looking for i mean i mean i will say all of the activities they offered i mean so i looked into it and you have to reserve ahead of time just like that other reviewer said and it and it all costs money. It's not, you know, included in your stay. So, I mean, if you wanted to do more things that, you know, than just stay there, it's going to add up. So this isn't like a cheap stay and no peasants allowed. Yeah, no pores. <laughs> um, and then as Alan, very. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not only would you have to find availabilities that matches when you'd be like in Ireland trying to get into this castle, you'd also have to figure out if any of the activities that you wanted to do had availability because they also, you know, they only have so many people that can do those activities like there's time slots. So, you know, you would have to really, really do this ahead of time if you wanted to be guaranteed to do all the things you wanted um and you know so i mean it's it's an expensive trip and i know that's a bit much for my taste it is a lot it is it is almost a little overwhelming even for me so that's Mm -hmm. saying something Mm -hmm. um but and i know that this episode was all about ghosts and halloween and i know my bnb wasn't necessarily what was a haunted location but like i said it's literally eight hundred years old and it's also a friggin castle so you know that you know there was some dirty shit going on there and if anything there's got to be some kind of you know some scorned maids or poison brutes maybe jealous mistresses maybe a couple of shits (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) just 
at least one beheaded king floating around in there. You know, yeah, people were dying left and right back then. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a safe assumption that people died, yes, but in any grandiose, haunting ways, it, I feel like it'd be mentioned. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that the yeah. Ashford Castle doesn't necessarily want to cater to the you know uh, the haunt the ghost hunters. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that they want those people going there, so they're not going to mention. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, like all the rape and yeah. murder, it's all suppressed there. <laughs> We're on to you. <laughs> you sons of hotel. bitches run by alan alan God, fucking alan <laughs> <laughs> so i know it's pricey but for me i might have to scrape the bottom of the barrel to experience a place as extravagant as this so this, just so listeners have a reference this guy houston not alan houston the one talking he has spent an extended amount of time abroad. He's been mm. to Italy for some time. He's tasted other cultures. Oh so yes. this this Oklahoma standard that BC and I are used to just doesn't cut it for this guy. <laughs> yep, very true. What's the furthest you've been from Oklahoma, Hackworth? Tennessee. I thought you I'm were going to say, like, upstairs <laughs> in my second floor bedroom. <laughs> yeah, the furthest I've been from here is, like, I don't know, Tulsa or something. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. to listeners is like an hour away from our hometown <laughs> all right don't give him too much information oh yeah that's right i forgot yeah don't find us and kill us okay. mom do mom don't find time? us <laughs> <laughs> yeah mom <laughs> okay so yeah, mom damn <laughs> oh my god Tammy. shut up shut oh, up oh yeah the other day i had to explain to houston's mom tammy what fans only or only fans was so uh hey tammy now since you know subscribe no shut up <laughs> shut up okay all right well to finish this out do you guys have any final thoughts so like how was it researching this um, stuff and you know final well thoughts? i did it last minute literally like an hour before uh we started recording um mm-hmm. but i feel like i feel like mine went pretty well yeah, yeah, I feel like it was a yeah. really this was a lot of fun to like research like what how Halloween happened and like how oh, yeah we did talk about that feels so long ago <laughs> like how it does it and, all came about and I I zoned out a lot during it <laughs> oh my god I didn't I I'm mentally drained because I listened to, <laughs> it's all gone now. For anybody that has ADHD, they know in one ear out the other. I paid attention and it mentally exhausted me. Oh my god! I retained very little of the information. Oh my god! Okay, well, we are a brand new podcast. This is our very first episode. We really kind of don't know what we're doing. We're all doing it on the fly. Colin is in college and he's making time, very minimally time, but he's still making time. And Wyatt has a job and a child. Um, and I have nothing going on in my life. This is what's going on in my life now. So, um, as you can tell by the, the hour long <laughs> review, <segment laughs> <by> the- <laughs> I had a lot of time to put this together. <laughs> Maybe next time, Houston, just trim the fat a little. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we don't, we don't need all the small hours. details. Okay. We get it. All right. We're, 
we're over two hours in recording oh now. <laughs> like at max after wrapping up, I feel like this should last two oh hours. My God. But great first episode. <laughs> well, yeah, great. Well, <laughs> technically second. We'll let the listeners. You know, drool over the fabled first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if any, if we get, Ooh. we do have a Patreon, and if you guys want, we will add the exclusive first pass episode Ooh. that we tried for the first time. But there are a lot of mess. Give us money, and you can listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, give us it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. We have a blog. It's called trashthepodcast.com. And basically what's going to happen is we're going to post. I'm going to post our little history about, you know, the topic. And I'm going to put our stuff on there so you guys can go see it. And I'm even going to put the reviews that we find on there so you guys can read those and see that they are real reviews and we are not making them up. Um, yeah. And I'll also include our final thoughts. Um, we have social media. We have an Instagram. It's trash. The crappy, the crappy podcast. And we also have a Twitter account, which I think is also trash. The crappy podcast. No, it's no crappy on Twitter. It's just at trash. The podcast. Okay. Trash and podcast are capitalized. Okay. V is not. Um, and you can also find us on Patreon and, this is the best way to support us. Colin and Wyatt need new technology so that we can keep making great quality work and great quality um, episodes. It would also really help support um, keeping the website alive um, and also just make this a lot you know, more enticing for us to keep going, um, knowing that you guys actually like it. Um, and I'm going to be getting this up on, um, you know, Stitcher and Anchor and all those other places so that everybody can hear this on, you know, any device. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, normally this is where we would talk about our supporters, but um, we'll save that. Hopefully we, have we don't yet. have any yet, but you could be our first and we'll give you a shout out on air. Um we're you just know our what? own supporters. Here, here. I, I just had an idea, boys. Our our first actual supporter, like a regular supporter, we will will idolize you. You will become a <laughs> yes. god. Yes. So in future references, we'll be like the almighty so and so. That's right. Yes, whatnot, you will be immortalized. You will be you will be the the one who breathe life yes. into us and you can donate at any dollar amount on patreon and it gets you all of the secret access colin and wyatt make music and you can hear them try to make music it's it's good it's <laughs> basically dad drunk. it's dad rock drunk music yeah. no don't yeah don't don't get don't have high hopes for that one like honestly we, we just kind of it's just it it's two bro dudes just having a gay old time with each other <laughs> hey. okay well okay so tune in next week where our next bougie luxury thing we're gonna be talking about is is coffee we're gonna be talking about luxury coffee, coffee. yes in the spirit of fall and all the pumpkin white girls out there we're gonna be talking about 
luxury coffee? What makes coffee expensive? Where does it come from? Who is she? What's she like? What she tastes like? And we're just going to get into it. So yeah, tune in next week for luxury coffee. Okay, bye everybody. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Trash the Podcast. All our music and sound effects is sourced from freesound.com. You can see what we talked about on this episode on our blog at trashthepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Trash the Crappy Podcast and Twitter at Trash the Podcast for funny posts and to hear sneak peeks of upcoming episodes. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at trashthecrappypodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast is all about reviews, so feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to express yourself and give this podcast some recognition. If you'd like to support our podcast and get an on-air shout-out, feel free to donate to our Patreon. Stay trashy!